Hello, everybody. You're listening to a new episode of Living with TBI. So I had a really interesting situation occur to me. Um, I was driving to Rhode Island with my family. And uh, we were going there to see, to visit somebody. And about an hour or so into the drive, my vision got blurry. So I assumed it was my sunglasses because I need to drive during the day. I need, actually, I need to wear my sunglasses during the day, regardless if I'm driving or walking. So I have my sunglasses on. It was really sunny. This was on a Friday. Uh, last Friday, as a matter of fact. And so I assumed maybe my glasses are fogging up. But it was mainly on my left side. And so what I did was I ignored it. I kept blinking my eyes to, to see if, uh, to make sure it was my glasses. And then I couldn't take them off as I was driving because, as I stated, I need to have them on because of issues with light sensitivity but then what really began to uh, alert me was the fact that I started to feel pressure on my left eye so I said okay hopefully it's just my glasses fogging up for whatever reason it's just the left side let me pull over because I at this point I started to panic so I told my wife, I said, I got to get off. I'm having trouble seeing out of my left eye. I think it's the glasses. So we pulled off, uh, pu we got off the highway, went into like a park, which was great because there was nobody there to, to, you know, as I pulled over, there was no danger of getting hit or whatever. But anyway, so I pulled over into a, a shady area. I looked down, took the glasses off. And I t gave them to my wife. I said, can you check to see if they're foggy? Because I'm having trouble seeing out of my left eye. So what I did was I closed both eyes. And I saw on my left side a very bright image. It looked like an octopus. Uh, but uh, uh, in neon lights. So I opened my left eye only I kept my right eye closed and everything looked as if I was looking through a filter I looked at my wife she looked overexposed now I do photography so I'm speaking in photography terms or you know video recording terms so she looked overexposed as if there was a light shining on her that was too bright um so I kept closing my eyes, opening them. Uh, I closed my eyes for about five minutes and hoping that it would go away. So I started to feel a little better. So I said, okay, let me, let me keep going. Let me, let's go back on the road and drive and maybe find something to eat. So about 20 minutes later, it began to happen again. Now, what was happening was it felt as though I was looking through a pair of foggy lenses, but I didn't have any lenses on. <laughs> so that's how it looked. Everything was foggy. And so we got off another stop, well, another exit. And this time I said, let's 
let's find something to eat. But at this point, I was nervous. So I got out of the car, found a shady spot, got out out of the car, and I just stood outside by myself, and everything's rushing through my mind. Uh, the first thing I kept thinking about was, am I going to have a heart attack? Am I going to have a stroke? Now, thank God, knock on wood, I've never had any of those two things happen to me. So it got to the point where I say, you know what? If my vision on my left eye is going to be compromised like that, where I see like just blur, I'm okay with that. Just don't let it be something underlying that's going to cause an accident if I decide to drive back home. Now, of course, my wife could easily drive back, but the point was, I said, I, I don't want to, I don't want anything underlying to be the real issue. So more than anything, that was rushing through my head. I saw a Cracker Barrel up ahead. I said, okay, let's go to Cracker Barrel. It was eight something in the morning. I said, hopefully after we eat and I'm going to wear the sunglasses in the restaurant so I can rest my eyes. Let's see what happens. So when we get into the restaurant, I no longer have the distorting visuals, but I do have this giant floaty. It was so big that I can, I was tracing it on a piece of paper so that my I could show my wife and my son how it looks. As we ate, we stood there about an hour and a half, maybe two hours. As we had our breakfast, the floaty began to travel towards the top left. And thankfully, it was no longer large enough where it was disrupting my vision. So that was good. So throughout the trip, and then uh, the, the pressure and, and the, the blurriness didn't occur again. We stood there. We stood at Rhode Island. Uh, we got there Friday. We stood till Sunday. I didn't experience any of those issues again. Now I went to see the optometrist. And he, he was doing a test with some lighting and looking into my eye. He had to put the drops. That was the closest I've gone. I've gotten to that situation happening again. When he was pointing light directly into my left eye, I, I started to see a blur occur from the left side towards the center of my eye, and I started to feel that pressure. So tomorrow, because tomorrow on Friday, I'm seeing a specialist, and hopefully... Hopefully there's nothing more than just maybe my eye is, uh, you know, giving out or something. Once again, I, I'm hoping that it's, you know, I do have some hypertension. I take a small dose of amlodipine. And I do have early stages of diabetes. So I take a dose of metformin. Now, since I've, since being diagnosed with diabetes, which was 
maybe six months ago, every time I've gone to the doctor, my weight has been, has gotten lower and my sugar levels have gotten lower. So I'm hoping that the next visit, it's gotten even lower so I can get off metformin. Uh, blood pressure wise, it's been pretty even. Like at one point when I first got injured, my blood pressure was all over the place. Um, and that's probably due to stress and everything, the uncertainty of the injury and dealing with all these new side effects from the injury. So I would like to think that my health issues that have nothing to do with my injury, my head trauma, I would like to think that that has nothing to do with my eye, but you never know. You never know. Uh, the optometrist also told me that it could just be one of those situations where it just happened. Think of a vehicle. You have, you know, a bad rotor. It just happened. Uh, unfortunately, you could replace a rotor. You can't replace an eye. I joked around saying maybe I'll get a cool eye patch so that I can look like Snake Plissken from Escape from New York. Or uh, maybe even Snake from the Metal Gear Solid games. You know, I'm a big video game guy. So, yeah, that, that was pretty uh, nerve-wracking. I, 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 my wife noticed I was... She noticed I was scared. Like, I'm a very... I'm a very... Even keel guy, I guess. I don't go you know I don't over exaggerate either way maybe n now I'll, I'll get like I lose my cool a lot quicker because of the injury but I, I still don't panic so when I do panic it's noticeable so for example uh, and I, I might have stated this in one of my episodes but when I was a teenager we were we were in Florida with my, well, I was in Florida with my mother and my brother. My mother's driving, and we're, you know, my mother has a tendency, even to this day, <laughs> when she drives, she'll turn to talk to you. So <laughs> she still does it. And this is one of those situations. She's driving. Uh, we're all talking. And then my mom is looking uh, my brother was in the back seat. I was in the front. My mom is like, she turns her head really quick to go say something to my brother. As there's, as uh, we're entering a highway, we're in an intersection and it turns to the left. So in front of us, there's a wall. And so my mom doesn't slow down to take this turn like you would normally do. So instead of panicking, I calmly go, mom, wall. She turns around, she slows down, makes the turn perfectly. But then everybody starts laughing because my brother goes, wow, Joe, <laughs> uh, what the hell was that? All you said was mom, wall. And I said, why am I going to freak out and start screaming and make everybody panic? And then all of a sudden, you know, mom loses control of the car. I said, so <laughs> I remain calm. So I've always been that way. That's what got me through when I worked for uh, NYCHA fixing elevators. We had to go all around 
New York City to uh, housing projects. And there were times where both elevators would be down. There would be a crowd of tenants waiting downstairs. They would be angry. It would be summertime. Me and my partner would, go, would come walking in. Everybody's complaining, screaming at us. And I had to remain cool. And then after going 20 flights of stairs to the motor room to find out what's going on, then you have the supervisors screaming at you. It was just a lot going on. But my personality was always laid back. And I felt like I performed better under pressure. There was another situation last year when we went to Arizona. We, <laughs> we went from Williams, Arizona to visit this ghost town. I believe it was in Jerome, Arizona. And so instead of putting in Apple Maps, we decided to use Google Maps. So Google Maps takes us through this route that was very beautiful. It was nothing but open road surrounded by huge trees. It was a beautiful scene. And I'm like, wow, this is like really, you know, there's barely nobody on the road. It's, you know, we can go 65 easily with, without getting in trouble. Suddenly, the road ends and we're like in the desert now. So I said, okay, this should be cool. Let's drive through this unpaved desert uh, landscape. And uh, it says here we're about 20 minutes away, so... We won't be here for long. Well, I spoke too soon because that road, if you want to call it that, they give like every every few miles or so or every mile, it would show there will be a warning on the road sa saying that these roads aren't, I forgot the word, but in other words, these roads aren't maintained. So enter at your own risk. So there was, we had a rental call. There was a lot of stones underneath the sand. So I didn't want to go too fast because I didn't want to pop the tire in the middle of a desert. And so I went a little slower than I normally would. And, and, and that also uh, was, uh, that was also, part of why it took us so long to get to where we had to go but <laughs> at a distance we see this weird looking red mountain and I tell my wife I'm like wow look at that mountain that looks crazy and I'm like is that a is that a roadway on the side like that that looks scary like and my wife goes yeah I definitely don't want to be driving over there lo and behold we had to cross that freaking mountain. So this mountain was like red, like red clay or something. And the road was paved, but there was no barrier. So you're about, we were about, according to the GPS, we were about 4,000 feet in the air. And you can see it every time we looked to the left and saw nothing but a, the top of trees. And it was a beautiful view, but it was nothing that as a photographer I could stop 
get out and take a photo of because to our surprise, this road was a two-way road. And so there were people in buggies driving by us in the opposite direction. I'm like, holy crap, what the hell's going on? So my son goes, how is it that we're 15 minutes away and two hours ago it said 20 minutes away? So, <laughs> so it was a real weird situation, but there was one section where I got too close to the right side of the road because I didn't want to block the I didn't want to block anyone from coming the opposite direction because there was a lot of turns too. So there was blind spots. And I got too close to this to the right side, which was the wall, the rock, right? There was no wall, it was just rock. And the front tire got stuck. So I'm trying to rock back and forth. The car's not the car is not moving. And then if I gave it a little too much gas, the back tire began to drift because it was a all-wheel drive vehicle. And my wife is starting to panic. Uh, my son and his girlfriend, who lives in Arizona, that's why we were there, we were visiting her parents. They were, they were saying, oh, we'll get out and push. And I'm like, do not get out of the freaking car. There are passing buggies, and hopefully one of them is going to get out and help us. But they didn't. Two buggies passed us by, and they went around us. And my wife said, oh, they're not going to help us. I said, I'd rather they not because we're in a weird spot in this mountain where there's a blind spot. And if somebody comes around and turns and doesn't see the buggies helping us, who knows what's going to happen? Maybe they freaking fall off the mountain. I said, God forbid. So my wife is starting to panic. And my blood... Like, I get this, uh, all of a sudden, I got this rush. And I tell everybody, calm down, I got this. My wife's like, how are we going to do this? I said, babe, relax. I got this. So I put the car, the car had different types of uh, modes. There's like a sports mode. Then they had like this, like my Subaru has this uh, X mode that is supposed to uh, you hit this to go down a hill, and it will help the engine uh, go at a certain speed and give more torque to the tires, something like that. So I figured, all right, this must be similar to the X mode in, in, on the Subaru. So I hit that, and lo and behold, we finally get out. And then I was like, Jesus, we got to get the hell out of this damn thing. <laughs> So another 10 minutes go by of driving on this crazy road. Uh, I'm, I'm still like, my adrenaline is still pumping. I got a bad headache because, you know, as I'm trying to figure all this out, it's overload, right? So I had to fight that and, and concentrate. So there wouldn't be one more surprise. Like, I, I figured there'd be one more surprise, right? It wouldn't be a story without one more surprise. That's what I was trying to say. We get, we see from a distance this town. We're like, oh, that has to be it, right? <laughs> there's a ghost town. And there's also a, a mining uh, attraction, right? 
that's supposed to be haunted or whatever, but I think it's still active. So we see the mining uh, area from the top of this mountain. We're like, oh, we, we just got to go down this, 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 you know, long road and we're there. To get to that, ro- that final stretch, we had to make a sharp turn that was angled upwards so I couldn't see the road. <laughs> so, I mean, it was out of all the situ- out of all the moments during that what seemed like a lifetime of driving in this mountain, that was the moment I got scared because all I kept thinking was I can't accelerate too hard. I don't know the surface of this road. Will we slide off as we're turning? I was, I said, you know, is someone on the buggy going to come around and hit us? I was thinking of all this. And, and what took like two seconds to make this turn seemed like a lifetime. We make the turn. Just think of a roller coaster when you're about to go down a dip and you don't see the dip. You just see ahead of you. <laughs> That's how it felt like. We get there. We get to the final stretch. We go down this hill, get to the mining area, and we see a sign that it was closed. (laughs) It happened to be closed that specific day. (laughs) Oh, man, I was really angry. So we went into the town, which is supposed to be like America's last ghost town. And it was a very, very tiny town, and there's a few little small museums that tell you the history. And I didn't want to get back into the car at all. I said, I'm not driving. I told my wife, you're going to have to drive back if we're going to drive through that hill. I'm not going up that hill. Either that or we <laughs> we, we figure out another way to get home. So I went to, into a, a, a little store to get coffee, and I asked the lady behind the counter, is there another way to get home without going back up that hill? So she goes, why? You got scared? I said, hell yeah. And so she goes, yeah, you just, you know, go the opposite direction. You'll hit the highway. So (laughs) we hit the highway. Um, But nonetheless, I kept my cool. I kept my cool under pressure. So whenever my wife sees me panic, I guess little things in my behavior change and she knew I was scared because of my eye and my son as well. He was in the car as well. Um, so she went with me to the doctor. Um, and we'll see tomorrow. I'm going to see a specialist. Uh, there is some, uh, drops of blood in my retina that was seen. And, um, so we'll see, you know, my main concern is underlying conditions that will get worse. I believe I have members in my family on my mother's side that have had aneurysms. So I thought about that. So you never know. Our bodies break down just like everything else, you know, mechanical, organic. You know, we break down as we get older or if you don't take care of yourself. So, yeah, I I'm, had a little scare there. Uh, I was really, really freaking nervous. Uh, I'm not so nervous now, but 
I am more cautious of my uh, sodium intake and my sugar. I don't want to add to the conditions I already have now. So uh, I guess the message in this episode is even though we have this life-changing injury that just reprogrammed us into a totally different person, don't ignore your body. Don't ignore uh, a good diet or staying active, going for a 20-minute walk, doing a mile, you know, every other day or every day if you can. I do squats at home when I don't walk. Haven't done them in a few days because of the drive. You know, whenever I drive for more than a few hours, I'm I'm done for for a few days. And the thing was, Tuesday I had to go to the optometrist and they did the the drops and all that. So that every time I do that, it wears me out for a few days as well. So today I'm feeling a little better. I plan to go for a walk, maybe do some squats and uh, be ready for tomorrow, for tomorrow's uh, appointment with the specialist. But I'll keep you guys updated. So yeah, take care, take care of your body, first and foremost. Yeah, our brains have been reprogrammed, have been damaged, but your body is important because as I stated last week, well, the last episode that I did, when I put on the prism glasses and the optometrist told me, look, when you can see clearly, that takes away a stress that you, your mind doesn't need. And now it can concentrate on, on other things. So the same applies to your body, to your health. Your, your mind is, gonna, is not going to be able to handle a situation where all of a sudden your blood pressure is too high and now you got to take medication on top of all the other stuff we got to take. So I wish I would have been more disciplined, but I'm 51. I still have time. It's, you know, the saying is, hey, it's never too late to start. But also, it's never too late to make people aware who are younger than me that there is an importance or that is very important to take care of your body, mainly sugar and salt. And unfortunately, a lot of our foods are drenched in both. And all the tasty stuff <laughs> is, 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 you know, high in sugar, high in uh, sodium. So I'm going to wrap it up. You guys take care. I hope everybody's feeling good. I'll talk to you guys later.